God is good. Well, we are in a series called uh, The Effects of Offense. Not quite done. There's some things we still need to cover, at least for now. You know, you don't ever exhaust these subjects. You would be here. You could spend forever on one verse in the Bible because it's inexhaustible. But, you know, we hook up like we just prayed. We hook up with the Lord, what we believe uh, He would have um, us to touch on, and we do that until we need to move on. And uh, we don't get in a hurry about it, and we find, uh, or we just follow what we believe we need to, to cover, and, um, and then we go to the next thing we need to cover. Because God knows what we need. Amen? All right, let's look at, uh, you don't have to turn there, we put it up a few times. If you haven't heard the previous messages, I encourage you to go back and listen to them, because we're not going to cover everything that we've covered before, and we're covering different facets uh, of this subject and like we do on, on these series on different subjects and they usually build on each other and they at least we're going to uh, we're going to touch on things that maybe we covered some before but uh, Proverbs 18 19 we'll just put it up on the screen says a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city and contentions are like bars of a castle in the New Living Translation, it says an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a, a gate locked with bars. An offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Now, think about the picture that this is giving. Somebody that's offended, and it says an offended friend, somebody that you know, but now they're offended. So you had a relationship with them, but now they're offended. And the Bible says an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. That means to get the offended friend back to where you were is harder than going and taking a city that's well defended and taking it back in military fashion. It's saying the offended friend is harder than doing that. So we're dealing with something that's very strong, very powerful. To separate people. Now we've talked about different facets of um, offense. Offense will always, it's a tool of the enemy. The enemy is the accuser of the brethren. It says in Revelation 12, 10. And uh, we've read that several times. We'll maybe put it up just here in a minute. But he is the accuser of the brethren. Can you just put that up real quick? It says, uh, we'll, we'll read it from the beginning. Then I heard a loud voice saying, In heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. This is referring to Satan. He is the accuser. He is the one that brings accusations against you. He accuses you to other people. He accuses other people to you. And he will accuse God to you. And we touched on that last week. And there's, but, but the offense, he's, Satan has tricks. He has plays that he runs, and he runs them over and over because they work. And he know, it's just like, you know, in sports you can have certain plays that you run. Well, there's no reason to change the play if it works. If you run the same thing and it's working, why change it? Well, Satan knows certain things work on the human race. And he's seen them work for thousands of years. And he knows personalities better. If you think you know personalities, he knows them way better than you do. 
because he's been around and he knows just to push a button and to get people. He can, you know, I'm not glorifying Satan. We're just, we're just setting the context and setting expectations. If we think that we're going to outwit beings that have been around for thousands of years in our own strength, we're wrong. The only way you're going to do that, you're not going to outwit them. You need to side with God who has been around forever. Do what he said and it will work. If you go with your emotion and go with your understanding, you're already at a loss because there you haven't been around for so long. And there are buttons that can be pushed and reactions that can happen and the results are predictable. I mean, and we touched a little bit on this, but it bears repeating here. You, you understand this. You can look at somebody much younger than yourself. And let's say for all of us, you know, you can look at a toddler, four-year-old, five-year-old. For some of us that have been around, you could look at somebody that's, you know, older than that, but younger than you. And you can see certain things that when certain um, things come into their life, let's say the toddler, uh, they don't get their way in a certain way. You can see the temptation is to behave in a certain way. Predictable. They, they drop something that they really like. The temptation is they're upset and they're just the world's over. And you can tell one little toddler says such, such and such or pushes the other one. The other one's going to push back or whatever. You can just see and you can say it's just so obvious. Well, we're the same way. As far as the human race, if we just in our own flesh, certain things happen in our life and people are people and we'll tend to react the same way. All over the world, doesn't matter the the culture, the, the race, the, the background, wealth, uh, we're human. So we need to understand that, and we need to understand that God's ways are right, and if we'll agree with Him and flow with Him, we'll look much wiser than our years because we're doing it His way. And when all the dust settles, when everything is said and done, He's right. And if we, But if we go by our emotion... We're going to fall into the same traps that people have fallen in for centuries. And that's why we have the Word of God. These things we're, we're reading tonight and we're going over, uh, offense has tripped up so many people. And the Word of God clearly states certain principles concerning it. And how, we just see here how powerful it is. We read just uh, in Proverbs 18, 19, that an offended Friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Let's read the second part of that. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. That means two people that were friends. See, they're, they're, they were friends, but now offense can separate them just as much as a physical barrier. It's that strong. If you, have a, a, if, if you have a gate with bars and it's locked, you cannot get to the other side. That is how strong offense is. If we let it stay in our life. Is this true? Well, it's the Word of God, so the, the answer is, whether you're thinking about it or not, is just yes. Amen, it's true. If we ever point to Scripture and say, is this true, it's not a trick question. It's true. If it's true then we shouldn't think we're above this. We shouldn't think, well, yeah, that's for whoever. Now, this is written for our benefit. We need to understand this can happen to us if we do the wrong thing. 
Notice it, the, the word friend is used in those two phrases. That means they were close, but something got in the way. Don't ever say, if you ever say, that will never happen to me, chalk this up. That's pride. Just, just, just a side note. If we ever say, I would never do that, that's pride. How do you know you would never do that? Well, I wouldn't do that if I were in their situation. Have you been in their situation? I'm talking to all of us. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to all of us. It comes to all of us. To, we've all heard it. Well, I would never do such. Whenever we have that thought, just take it and slam it down to the ground. Because the next thing, you might think, oh, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. No, the next thing, if you ever say, I would never handle it that way, slam it down to the ground and don't touch it because it is satanic. The devil is full of pride and tries to get other people to go down the same path he is. And he will, say, he will whisper this stuff. Well, you would never do it. And you'll say, I would never do it. What is that? That's judging somebody. If, unless you've walked in somebody's shoes, we have no idea what we would do in their situation. It's foolish to act like we know and that we would do something different unless we've walked through it. And even then, no two people are identical. No two situations are identical. So we should not go in saying, well, I would never. We have messages on the website about pride and humility, so I'm not going to go into that. But go listen. That's another, that's another trick of the devil. But he gets people offended. Or there's temptation to get offended. Now... We've talked about that some, and there's different aspects of offense that we've talked about. It always will separate people. It's, it, Satan is always trying to steal. He's always trying to keep you from a blessing. It separates people from God. The last uh, message we, we, uh, we preached last week uh, on don't judge God, and the one before that about the word being sown in your heart, Satan will try to separate you from God, and he'll blame God. If you ever think something is God's fault, it's a lie. Period. Always. If that thought ever crosses our mind, I know that comes, that's probably come to every person in this room. It's not uncommon, but that's because we, there's an accuser going about on the earth, and that is trying to separate you and me from our God. He's trying to do it to every human on the planet. Because he hates God, he hates everybody associated with God, and he wants nothing but destruction and death for the world. And he's wicked and he's evil. So, people have gotten offended with God. Well, God didn't do this. And I'm not going to re-preach that message from last week, that's not our topic tonight. But if you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it, because this is an aspect of, of offense. Tonight, we're going to go in a bit different direction. We're going to deal directly with some of these things that, that are in Proverbs, but going on, but that an offended friend, somebody you know, offense separating you from somebody, and particularly, uh, well, let's just read a few scriptures and then we'll, we'll get into this. Um, Luke 6, 37, let's go ahead and just put this up on the screen and then we'll, we'll turn to a few of these, but Luke 6, 37... <clears throat> It says, judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Now, this is a list. Go, you know, the next verse, Luke 6, 38, is give, and it will be given. So this is not a negative list. 
This is a positive, this is a list of laws. It's cause and effect. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. We're going to touch on forgiveness as it relates, of course, to offense this evening. Look at that in the Amplified Classic. It says, Judge not, neither pronouncing judgment nor subject to censure. So what we are just saying about saying, I would never do such and such, that is judging. Well, they, they just... They think this, this is why they did that. Don't ever try to judge the motives of somebody else's heart. We don't know. We're not qualified. You cannot judge somebody's heart based on appearances. Did you hear me? Just because you think it looks like they're doing something because a certain way, and that's why, and you think you know your, their heart, it is foolish to go down that path. You don't know somebody's heart. I don't know somebody's heart. God is the only one qualified. Somebody's works is a different thing. If somebody is doing a, a certain thing, you can judge that wrong. That is wrong. That's against the word. People say, don't judge. Don't judge. I'm not judging you. What you're doing is wrong. That's different than saying, this is your heart. And saying, I would never such and such. And if I were in your shoes, I would. And you should. You just said that because you think this. That's judging somebody. And that's where a lot of offense comes from is we think Somebody says, says something, and we hear it the way we would say it. So in other words, if I hear somebody say something, I take it to mean the way I would mean it if I said it. But I'm not them. So I say, and so what we get to is judging them, we start to say, well, you meant this, and they're not you. Now, if you said that, you might have meant that. But they're saying it, they're not meaning that at all because they think different than you, and to them, the, them saying this is some, meaning something else entirely. Anybody ever had an experience with this? It, it, different personalities look at the world different. Everybody found that out? Yeah. And so they're thinking, ah, blah, blah. You know, somebody might be just saying, hey, I said this, and somebody takes deep offense. They're like, I cannot believe you said that. If I said that, I would mean this. And they're like, well, I don't mean that. I mean this. Because the way I grew up and the way I've been around and the way I think, this is what it means. And so it, it's harmless the way they mean it. Now, maybe it's not the most appropriate thing to say, and maybe that's a different issue. But we need to not be quick to think we know why somebody said something. And a lot of arguments can be averted saying, you know what, you said this. Did, it felt like you meant this. Is this what you meant? Oh, no, I didn't mean that. I meant this. Oh, okay. Crisis averted. Or you could take it and go, man, they said this. I'm so mad, I can't believe they said that. And then for the next eight weeks, walking around ticked at them until something blows up. Well, you said this time that you said this, and they, they could say, I didn't say that. Yes, you did, you said that. Well, well, no, I said that, but I meant this. You didn't mean that, you meant this. No, no, I meant this. How many arguments have been like that? It's, mis it's miscommunication. But a lot of it is... So one person thinks the other person meant such and such. And they're not going to say anything of it because, after all, they ought to know better if they're going to say that. They should know not to say that. And so this, all this is just happening in the air. I mean, it's not even actual words being spoken. It's like we, somebody could not do something, and they didn't actually mean anything by it, because, but because they were supposed to know they, weren't supposed, they were supposed to do something, now they're in trouble. 
But we need to be careful about not judging. But anyway, we'll keep moving. But that's all good. That's what, uh, all related to what we're talking about. And you, it says, judge not and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and pronounce guilty. Same thing. This is all related. Because this is how offense comes. We get in the place where I'm right. Everybody else is wrong. They said this, they mean that, I know it, and I'm mad at you. Can you go back to the previous one? Do not condemn and pronounce guilty, and you will not be condemned and pronounced guilty. Do you see the, the law here? If we don't do these things, we're not sowing the seed that's going to allow it to come back on our life. And these are just laws. We, we know we'll quote the 638. Thank God for 638. Give and it shall be given to you. Well, that works in every area. If we don't give, it's not going to be given back to us. But it's also if you don't condemn. Well, guess what? You're sowing, not condemning, not judging, not pronouncing guilty. You have the ability for that not to come back on us. Or you. Uh, go ahead, next verse. Or next slide. It says, acquit and forgive and release. Give up resentment. Let it drop. And you will be acquitted and forgiven and released. Acquit and forgive and release. And, to give, and give up resentment. Let it drop. And you will be acquitted and forgiven and released. So this tells us to forgive and you will be forgiven. Forgiving is such an important, it's an important action in our lives. Now we're talking about offense. How's the way to get out of offense if somebody has offended you? We are going to have to forgive them at some point. Somebody didn't like that. <laughs> Eventually, sooner the better, if we'll, forget, if we'll forgive them, then we're going to be able to move on with our life and we're sowing the right seed. We're doing the right thing. Forgiving is what... You know, we started out talking about friends being separated. Forgiving is what, it's what's going to keep that from happening. Now, it can happen on multiple levels, but if somebody says something, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a sister, it's a brother, it's a mother, father, co-worker, whatever, but especially in these close relationships, you know, it's the closest relationships that have the ability to blow up more, right? The stronger your emotional investment is in something, you know, if somebody's walking down the street, you don't know them, you could get offended at what they're doing, but the level of emotional intensity is probably not going to be the same as somebody that you've been around for 20 years and now something happens in that relationship because you're totally invested in that. It affects your life. So these closer relationships, it, affect, offense, somebody can say something, somebody can do something, somebody could 
uh, you know, behave in a certain way. The other person has the choice. Are they going to get offended or are they going to move on? And we talked about this some before. I mean, we got to watch what we say, too. We can't always be like, you know, everybody's always getting offended at what I say. Well, sometimes we need to make adjustments and not say things. It's not always about the other person, you know, not getting offended. Maybe we need to not say it so that the offense, they don't always have to be overlooking things. But it goes both ways. But if somebody does say something, we have the opportunity. We can become offended or we can forgive. Now, we're not saying in all these things that we should just gloss over things and not deal with issues. That's not what we're saying. Forgiving does not mean you don't, does not mean that you just uh, avoid an issue. Some people have gotten the wrong idea that, well, I forgave you, so what you did is okay now. That's not true. That's not true. Being a Christian does not mean being a doormat. Yes, we're supposed to love. Yes, we're supposed to let the love of God flow through us. But the Bible also says, be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Just because you're a Christian and just because you forgive somebody does not mean you put yourself in the same position for the same thing to happen over and over. Amen. Some people thought, well, I forgave you, so everything's just like it was. That's not true. Kind of jumping ahead there. But forgiving, I mean, we, gotta we, we need to touch on that because people have associated, well, if you're a good Christian person, you, you know, nothing bothers you, and you just let whatever happen to you, but you don't get upset about it. Uh, Jesus wasn't that way. Jesus got angry. The Bible says in Ephesians, uh, be angry and do not sin. See, you can forgive somebody, but feel angry toward them because of what they did. Do you hear me? But you can forgive them and release them. That doesn't mean that I'm going to you know, if you robbed me blind, stole from me, I could forgive you. That does not mean I don't want my money back. That doesn't mean I won't take you to court. That doesn't mean I won't, justice won't be served. And that certainly doesn't mean I'm going to invite you into my house and let you do it again. Did you hear me? That's not hard. That's being wise. People that are Christians are not supposed to be doormats. We're supposed to be wise. We love, but hey, you need to earn trust. Just because we're Christian, yes, we let the love of God flow through us, and the love of God towards somebody that is perpetually doing something like, you know, you name it, against people. The love of God is not to let them keep doing it. That's not God's love. That's hurting them. It's hurting other people. It's not God's love to say, well, it's okay. I just told you it's okay for you to do something wrong to me again. That's not okay. It's, I will forgive you, and I will, because it's, number one, it's not going to help me if I hold a grudge against you. It's going to hurt 
me. It's gonna, if you hold a grudge against somebody, if you refuse to forgive, it is going to hurt you. I know this, this isn't something we're all shouting about now. This, this is meat. These are veg, this is like a strong meal. Okay, this isn't dessert, but this, you know, you can't live on dessert and have the energy you need to go through life strong. But this stuff will keep you strong when stuff's trying to blow apart in your life. Because these things do blow people's lives apart. This, these are things, this isn't, oh, well, everything's great. No, this is, Satan's trying to take you out. What are we going to do about it? And he's throwing things around. The opportunity's going to come for you to act like other humans have act, acted, and the, the results of those actions is destruction in relationships. If we do the same thing that other people do, we're going to get the same results. And that's why it's foolish to say, well, I would just never do that. If we have not experienced the type of pain and type of things that come against people, we don't understand what it would be like to be in a certain situation and have somebody hurt you in a certain way. That's what we cannot judge. But what we do know is that God does understand. He knows. And he knows the way out. And he has said, do this. It's the way to freedom. Now, our emotions may say, I don't want to do that. Well, now we have a choice. We can do what our emotions tell us to do or what, you know, modern psychology would tell us to do if it's not aligned with the Word of God. It just depends. Just modern concepts aren't incorrect unless they try to tell us something that's against the Word of God. Amen. But if we are being told to do something that's against God's Word, it's not going to go well. If we do something that I just don't want to forgive, I just can't. That's a lie. Did you hear me? I know this is strong tonight. Glory to God, it's the word. And it will help us. I know we're treading in areas that uh, feel uncomfortable maybe. But our emotions, if they're going to dictate what we do, we're going to be subject to the same results that even unbelievers are. Because your emotions can be strong. Can anybody witness to that fact? Yes. Emotions can be so strong, you, you feel like you can't. Your soul is pressing on you. You feel like you can't hear God if you, if you listen to the wrong thing. Because your soul and your spirit are, are, are just so close. The Bible says that the word of God will divide the two. So when you feel the pressure and feel emotion, we need to let the Word of God be the judge. And as you do that, your spirit is always aligned with the Word. But sometimes the emotion tries to cloud. And if you listen to the emotion and to your soul, you won't be able to hear God. So what do we need to do? We need to just, if you need to speak it out loud and say what the Word says in the face of something, to get a hold of your emotion and to say, no, this is what we're going to do. I understand the emotion may be screaming. No, I won't do it. I won't forgive them. But where is that going to go? I mean, it could be something major. It could be something minor, which is how sometimes it gets to be major. Amen? You get into a little argument and you're like, 
I'm not going to forgive you. I just, you know what? I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just, I just don't just get away. Even though at that way, you, your emotions aren't that strong, you could, you could forgive them, but you're just playing with fire. You're just thinking, ah, I don't need to. Well, you let that sit. All of a sudden, now people can start growing cold, and now what was something small that could have been nipped in the bud now can start growing. And now, after hours and now after days, now people can start starting to grow apart. And now, if we're not, if we're not careful, not, and that's the wrong phrase, because we shouldn't be messing with this stuff. These challenges come to everybody. They come in marriages. They come in you know, parent-child relationships any close relationship, the challenge, the, the temptation is going to be there to become offended and to, be cut and to say, forget it. And to, to, to just push off somebody. But it, the, the, the motion may be there, but, and, and we may just have to walk away to get ourselves straight. That's one thing. But when we're aware and we choose to just play with it anyway, now we're willfully opening the door for the wrong thing. And we've probably all done it. We're not pointing fingers. We're talking about, the, end. the Bible says that we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. Well, how do we get enlightened or not ignorant? We need to know what the Word says, and we need to know what God says to do. We need to know how he says to handle situations, otherwise we are ignorant, and otherwise we're going to walk the same way that other people have walked, and we're going to get the same results. So it says, forgive and release. Can we go back to the, uh, Luke 6.37? Second part in the Amplified. Acquit and forgive and release. Give up resentment. Let it drop. Give up resentment. See that? Resentment will build. Over time. It just gets worse. But the Bible says, acquit Forgive, release, give up resentment, let it drop, and you will be acquitted and forgiven and released. Look at Colossians 3.12. Colossians 3.12 says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved... Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. <clears throat> no shouting on that verse. No hallelujahs. I didn't mean you should, I'm just saying. <laughs> Verse 13, bearing with one another <clears throat> and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. We're to bear with one another. We're to forgive one another. Even as Christ forgave us, we must also do. 
Now, again, we said some of these things. We'll probably get into them a later time. I don't know. But people get the wrong idea when you go in here. See, well, I got to just forgive and just, okay, I'll forgive you and just let you run over me again. See, that's not, that's the wrong thing. And when you read this, you, in this situation, at least we are covered. We need, we're, we're going to balance it because people get the wrong idea. Okay, I'm the Christian. Do you realize people that have no intention of treating you well can see this coming a mile away if you're not going to uh, stand up for yourself? And they, they mark you as somebody that, ooh, they're a Christian. They think they just have to just let everybody do everything. They will take advantage of you. And they, they're using your good heart, your good intentions against you. Do you realize people will manipulate take advantage of you, and then even guilt you, well, you're a Christian, aren't you? You need to be forgiven me, when they're the ones that are completely taking advantage of you. I don't even have to have a show of hands. Anybody ever had any of that happen? Satan's, Satan, this, you're dealing with this manipulator con artist, and the world is like that. So if you, if we don't understand the balance to this, we're going to be thinking, I'm just at the low, you know, bottom of the barrel, and everybody, okay, I'm, I'm Christian, so okay, you beat me up again. Okay, well, I forgive you. guess I have to. That's what Jesus said to do, so go ahead and do it again. No. He said to forgive them. He didn't say, let it happen 20 more times. Amen. God loves you and does not expect you to put yourself under people. And be hurt. That's not God. Yes, we're supposed to forgive our enemies. That doesn't mean invite them into your house and let them ransack you. There's two different things. Yes, I'll help you. No, don't ever do that again. You're not coming anywhere near my house. And if you do, I'll call the police. Well, you're a Christian. You're right, I'm a Christian and we're upholding the law. Is God a, a, that's, that's, who, why do we have laws? Do you realize most of our laws are based on the Bible? Hmm? Our justice system is based on the Bible, our way of doing things. Now, I'm not saying everything, every law is based in the Bible, obviously not. The way we operate is based on you can find the origin in the Word of God. Well, why even have laws if we're not going to enforce them? Why have police officers? Why have, you know, any kind of government? Well, that's not being mean. Amen. So we need to understand when it comes to our own life, that just because we stand up for ourselves does not mean we're being mean, we're being spiteful. No, that means we are believing what God said of us and that we are a child of God and we esteem ourselves just as much as we esteem another person. Not more, not less. We esteem ourselves and therefore I am going to treat you the way I would want to be treated. And I am not, love is not letting you get away with something. That's not love. Praise God. 
But on the other hand, yes, if somebody does something, we need to forgive because why? it's going to eat us alive if we don't. I can forgive you. I can walk on. But that does not mean that we are not going to take care of the situation. That does not mean that we are not going to uh, protect what we need to protect. It does not mean we are going to just let everybody do whatever because after all, we're Christians and we have to just... It's a free-for-all, you know. We have a big target on it. Well, we'll forgive everybody. You can do whatever you want. No. So there's a balance. We'll see where we're going to probably get into more of that. But God has called us to forgive. And he has called us to walk in love. He's also called us to walk as his children. And he loves us. Amen.